Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us today to lead, learn, and laugh. I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Our show today is called LinkedIn Mastery for Business Leaders. My guest joining me in Studio One is Stephen Jones. He's owner of LinkedIn Site, that's S-I-T-E, and they provide uh, social exposure and lead generation for business professionals utilizing LinkedIn. Stephen, thanks for joining us us here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Michael. We appreciate it. First of all, to put this in perspective, who out there should be understanding and utilizing LinkedIn? Good question. Uh, I would say if you're in business, (laughs) <laughs> if you're in business, so. if, if, uh, unless you're a grandmother uh, watching your grandkids at home, you might not necessarily need to be on LinkedIn. But uh, if you're in a business, um, it could be B2B, B2C, you need to be uh, utilizing LinkedIn. I mean, it is the business social media site, right? It, it totally is, the professional site. Okay, and in this segment, we're going to talk about the importance of using education to attract your audience. And so how could someone use education in LinkedIn to, to attract an audience and a following? Um, you can use it in LinkedIn um, using blogs. Uh, you could use your education could be blogs. It could be video blogs, um, articles white papers, uh, newsletters, PowerPoints, whatever your education is. But it's, it's key because you don't want to be on LinkedIn spamming, selling, uh, buy my product, buy my service. You want to be a resource and you want to be an educator. So using LinkedIn for education is key and it starts with good education and that can be blogs and things like that. Right. Yeah, I think marketing has gone from that old push marketing to, to, to more attraction marketing now. So, But I think one of the things I hear from uh, professionals out there is, well, what, how, how am I going to create that content? Yeah. You know, so what do you say to that? That's the tricky part, yeah. and that's the most important part. Yeah. Uh, your content needs to be created. The, the way that we do it is first from the perspective of what, are your, what does your audience need to know? What do they want to know? Um, if you sell vitamins and supplements and things like that, you know, what do I need to know? What's important to the, to the, your prospect? And if you don't know, we recommend asking them, (laughs) you can do a poll, you could do a survey, you could sit down with your prospect and say, you know, why did you hire us, um, as a service for you? What was it that got you, uh, what was it that got your attention? So that's one of the things that we recommend is, you know, using education. If you don't know what to say, you know, start with your prospects, start with your clients and say, you know, what do you need to know? What do you want to know? What's important? Right. That's a good point because and, and to do that, you also need to know who your audience is, right? Who they are and where they are geographically and what sort of things, you know, interest them, right? Sure. Absolutely. And on LinkedIn, you can actually do that um, in groups. Mm-hmm. So I know we're going to be talking about groups in a minute, mm-hmm. but um, your audience has for lack of a better word, segregated themselves into different groups. Mm-hmm. And you need to find those groups and educate them respectively. They want to be, you got to remember, they want to be uh, educated and they want to see you as a resource and not be sold to. Right. And speaking of sold to, how often should someone post these, this education material Good out question. there? Um, we recommend um, anywhere from three to four times a month. Mm-hmm. You know, three times a month is every 10 days. Um, they, if it's a good discussion that you're posting on LinkedIn and it's helpful and resourceful and all that, it'll live for a while. Um, it's not like it'll be there for the hour and be gone, and sometimes they are. But if it's a good discussion, we've had discussions from our clients that have lived 
on the front page within the first few discussions for a year because people kept commenting and kept liking. So three to four times a month is, is found to be more than adequate. Okay. And if a business leader out there is looking for an easy button for content, might they have some things in their uh, everyday business that they can convert to educational content sure. for LinkedIn? Yep, absolutely. There, we could talk an hour <laughs> on like generating content. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend, you know, sometimes if, if it can come from the owner, that's great. Um, who inside the company has the best ear to the ground to the clients and the prospects? Who's a good writer in your company? Uh, is, is the office manager a great writer or a terrible writer? Is the owner a great writer or a terrible writer? Um, if We've had situations with clients where no one's a good writer, there's good education, so you really need to outsource that. And then we could do things like interview you, like in a situation like we're doing. Um, we've, we've followed a client around for a day and taken notes and things like that and gotten a ton of information. Uh, but I tell you, do an interview, you'll have content for several different pieces. You could take that and turn it into a video. You could turn that into a five-part series, all sorts of things. So, Yeah. Yeah, can you just have a video crew follow me for sure, a day and just use that? A reality <laughs> show. <laughs> That's right. I don't know who would watch that. but uh, Well, and you talked about video. So in LinkedIn, you can post video, you can post uh, audio files, everything, right? Mm-hmm. On your profile? Yeah. Uh, yep, you can. Right there on your profile, you can. Uh, it was about um, maybe three months ago or so that they mm-hmm. added the ability mm-hmm. to, you can uh, load a video file, Um, a PDF, a PowerPoint, a Word doc, whatever it is right there to your profile, Mm -hmm. uh, which is powerful. And what are some examples of what some of the uh, companies out there are doing for educational purposes? What's what's working? What's working is what's entertaining, Mm -hmm. what's um, helpful, what's different and really catches the attention. You know, um, people love the negative side of things. So what am I doing wrong? What are some mistakes? What are five mistakes that I'm making? Um, you know, before you buy a piece of property, what are the 10 things that you're not doing that you should be doing? Mm-hmm. Um, what were the most, what were the 12 most common mistakes that you saw in 2012? I mean, you, you could be really creative, but, um, anything that's, 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 uh, got a little bit of a hook, got a little bit of a, you know, this is probably something you didn't know is, is interesting information. And the title is important, right? I mean, it's a lot of this you're talking about titles. So you want that title to kind of pull them in and go, well, what's that about? Yeah, right? exactly. Because you're, you're competing for space right there in the groups. And we're talking about, you know, posting a discussion in a group. You've got uh, anywhere from dozens to hundreds of other discussions that are being posted at the same time. So you want yours to stand out. It's just like posting an ad on, in a newspaper from mm-hmm. years ago. Right. It's, it's, it's all about it's the, the headline. Yes, it's the headline. And is, what about using education that's from other people, uh, that's on other um, LinkedIn groups or other folks that posted, or even an article that, that someone's written? You can really post your own comments, really, on that on that article, your kind of spin on it, right? And then link to and give credit to that author, right? Yeah, like if you're creating a um, education piece, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't necessarily have to be from you. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times when we create uh, an education piece and we mm-hmm. put it on our LinkedInSite.com website, it may not necessarily even be from us, um, but you've got to 
you know, do the right things, give the full credit back to where you came from, get permission and all that kind of stuff. But if uh, we, we've had a lot of people that have come to us using LinkedIn education off of an article that we didn't even write. Mm -hmm. Someone else wrote it, we put it on our blog, got permission, and then we posted it to 50 different groups on LinkedIn of our target audience. Got a lot of eyeballs on it, got a lot of people to comment and like and click the link, and it wasn't even our article, it was something mm -hmm. that somebody else had written. Right. It's just repurposing. And let's say that you're a real estate lawyer Mm -hmm. and you're trying to provide educational things. What if you feel like that you might become liable for someone reading an article and then doing some business on their own without getting help? Some lawyers, I think, are do a great job of, of posting things in social media, and some I hear t are, are kind of afraid of it. Yeah, we, uh, uh, we've had a couple of clients. I have mm -hmm. a couple of clients that are in the legal field, and um, they go. we have them go through their due diligence due diligence process to make sure that whatever they allow us to post is kosher mm -hmm. uh, on their end. Mm -hmm. So usually we don't have to be the ones to say, uh, is this okay? Usually they're the ones to say, <laughs> I'm going to make sure this is okay and this is okay to post. Okay. So, But yeah, if you're in the, the legal field, the healthcare field, the insurance field, there's a lot of particulars of you can't say that, you can't do that. So that's that just falls in line with go through your normal protocol and then we'll and then, and then before you post it okay and the education doesn't have to always be directly related to their customers it can be sort of related right um it can be yeah. because um not everybody wants to hear um exactly what your product or service is people right. want to are they interested in the market of your product and service so um you know, anything of your marketplace that's interesting, you know, um, is good to do. One of the things I recommend is see what's trending on Twitter. Go to Twitter and find out what's trending. Um, and then you can, that gives you some interesting um, viewpoints to decide what you want to write about to see what's on trending and what's popular. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think geographically, it's important to know where your audience is that you want to connect with and think about geographically what's interesting. We'll have more LinkedIn Mastery for Business Leaders. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related topics, check out our on-demand show podcast. You can hear the shows while they're still available on iTunes or the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today our show is called LinkedIn Mastery for Business Leaders. My guest is Stephen Jones with LinkedIn Site. And uh, in this segment, we're going to talk about reaching your target market using groups. And uh, first of all, I guess you need to identify and well <laughs> identify your target market. Right? Exactly. You can't determine uh, what groups uh, until you know what your target audience is. Right. Um, and that's, that's always the first question when we sit down with somebody is, who are your best buyers? Mm -hmm. So that's always the question to ask yourself is, who is your target audience? Who's your best buyers? Who's spending the most money? Who do you make the most money off of? You know, get that out of the way and get that determined. And then once you know who your target audience is, 
you can do searches, do advanced search on LinkedIn, super simple, and, um, and find out who they are and then find out what groups they're a part of. Uh, LinkedIn lets you join 50 different groups. So one of the things that I find when we uh, talk with business owners and talk about LinkedIn groups and things like that is that they join groups of their own uh, profession and their own industry, which is good, and those are your colleagues, but you want to make sure that you're joining groups of your prospects if we're talking about sales. Good point. Yeah, so join groups of your best buyers. Um, if they're, you know, we'll be real specific. Let's say they're, um, they're um, COOs in New York, you know, maybe Manhattan area. So you can find um, groups that are COO groups. You can find groups that are New York related groups. There's just a lot of different ways to find those specific groups and make sure that you're in those. Right. So if you're a commercial real estate broker, you're in a group with a lot of commercial real estate brokers, yeah, it may not you. be the best groups for you, right? Exactly. And and also it's important to know in those groups what's cool, if you will, in those groups. You know, I know some groups I'm in, if you if you were to post a property available, they'd just shut you down. They're like, mm-hmm. why are you crazy? But then in some groups, uh, they actually promote uh, you know, putting out properties. So you need to really understand the groups themselves, right? Yep, absolutely. Read the guidelines. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, group managers will make the guidelines like the, the, the manager's choice discussion. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, easy to find. But uh, just read the rules. You know, it's, it's, it's tough for us guys to do. I think, you know, we don't want to read the rules. We just want to jump in there and do it. <laughs> but a lot of groups are very specific on what you can do and what you can't do. And you mentioned the lim- limit of 50 groups. Mm-hmm. So how do you get around that or should you? Um, yeah, uh, we, uh, I'm of the opinion if you can manage and facilitate posting in 50 groups, then do it to the max. Uh, we do it as a service, so we definitely do 50. Mm-hmm. If you're independent and you're going to do this yourself and you can't handle 50 groups, then join 20 groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do the number that you can handle the, and the number that you can manage. But um, yeah, LinkedIn has a limit of 50. Uh, if it's a subgroup, it doesn't count. Uh, I'm joined to 55 groups, but five of them are subgroups. But um, main thing is um, identify who your target audience is, find them on LinkedIn, see what groups they're a part of, and, uh, and join those groups. Okay, and you can also look at the groups and find out how many members and where the members are. Tell us about that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, if you're inside of a group, uh, there's a little icon that looks like a little lowercase I. And you don't have to be a member of the group to do this, right? Uh, if you're outside the group, I think you, I don't know if you have to be a member or not be a member. Okay. But yeah. there's a little, I know if you're part of the group, there's a little I icon, a little lowercase I. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a summary, gives you demographics, gives you the growth of the group and who the members are and what their titles are and things like that. But uh, that's ideal, too. Okay. So I've picked a group. I've figured out who my audience is. I've mm-hmm. picked a group. Uh, now how do I become social in that group to make <laughs> something happen? What do I need to do now? Uh, what you don't want to do is you don't want to post something that's, you know, salesy. Uh, you know, here, here's, here's what I do. Come buy from me. Um, things like that. It's, people want to be um, educated. Mm-hmm. So you join the group. And, and this is where the, the content marketing strategy comes in. Uh, I'm a big believer in content marketing. That's the fancy term now. It used to be education-based marketing. Mm-hmm. But um, you, need to, you need to educate me if I'm your prospect. What do I need to know? What do I don't need to know? Um, I mean, you're the expert. You're the one that's been in this industry for forever. I'm the green person that's a prospect. So 
you know, educate me, teach me. And if you do it, um, if you post a discussion in those groups three to four times a month, it's a moving parade in front of me uh, of education. And then that's going to encourage me to either follow you, to send you an invitation, to connect, go to your website if you've got a, a link on your discussion. I might comment on your discussion. So I'm really, I'm coming out of the woodwork and I'm engaging with you because you're being the educator. That makes sense. And give us some more tips about getting involved in a group and finding content. Um, You were telling me that uh, one of the things to think about is maybe you found some content even in another group that you can share in your group. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've you've got an article that's uh, maybe you found resourceful, you know, that's something you could share in other groups, even if it's not your own article, but you found it resourceful. Because even, and this is the tricky part, even being the educator, it can still be seen as being a little bit over overzealous if it's, if it's always your education, you're always pointing to your blog, and you're always pointing to your website, even that can look bad. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a ratio where we we recommend posting your stuff to your website a certain percentage, somebody else's content a certain percentage, and then maybe you're not pointing anybody anywhere with no link. You're just asking a general question where you really want feedback. Yeah, that's a good tip. And you also want to be active on other folks' discussions, right, and, sure. and comment and things. Absolutely. I mean, you know, <clears throat> LinkedIn is, is like Facebook in the way where it's it's social. You want to be engaging and interacting. And if you're always posting but you're never commenting, then you're really just being a bulletin board. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> find discussions that are interesting around your field, uh, comments, be engaging, uh, like other people's posts, um, invite them to connect. It all takes time, but it's all worth it. It's not you know, fluffy time that you're just wasting. You're, you're engaging with your audience. You're engaging with your target market. And that's, talk, talk to us about subgroups. Okay. And that's so if they're... Well, tell us about subgroups. So um, a subgroup would be, let's say you've got a, your own group, mm-hmm. and usually the big group has grown so big that uh, maybe they want to subgroup it by industry, or mm-hmm. they some people will subgroup, subdivide their group by region. So mm-hmm. you know you might have the the bull realty show mm-hmm. for certain cities, mm-hmm. and you can have, well, I'm following you from Seattle, so I'm going to join your subgroup of all your Seattle listeners. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's kind of the benefit, and any group owner can create their own subgroup. Okay, and if you're in 50 groups, you can get into more groups maybe if they're subgroups of your current groups, right? Sure, sure. And, so. uh, and one of the questions that we get asked is, you know, well, I found another group that I want to be in, I really want to be in it, but I'm at my max, what do I do? And uh, just do an audit of your groups. Say, you know, do I really need to be in this group? You know, this is full of my competitors and colleagues. Let me dump this group and, and get into this group because it's full of prospects and I'm trying to use LinkedIn for more lead generation. Yeah, that's well said and a very good point. I think I look at a couple of the groups I'm in and they're just not really doing anything for yeah. me. And then I get invited to a group that sounds great mm-hmm. and uh, I can't get it. I'm at my limit, right? And speaking yeah. of limit, we're at the segment limit here. More LinkedIn Mastery for Business Leaders in just a moment. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by France Media. France Media provides exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com or call 404 832 
Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Today, our show is called LinkedIn Mastery for Business Leaders. Join us in Studio One. We have Stephen Jones with LinkedIn Site. And our segment, this segment is called Connecting with People. What if you don't know Jack? <laughs> right? So if you don't know Jack, you're in the right place, right? No one <laughs> Absolutely. Named, there's no one named Jack here, right? <laughs> well, first of all, I've got to ask you this. How do you determine who to accept an invitation from? Who should you connect with when they ask? I've got a lot of people asking me, and I don't know. And you're like, I, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know Jack. Uh, that's, that's a good question. That's one of the um, most popular questions we get asked is, should I accept invitation requests from people that I don't know? Mm-hmm. And it is, it is at least a two-part answer. Um, part of it's personal preference. If some people are, they keep their contacts close to their chest. If I don't know you, I'm not going to accept. You know, that's fine. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. Um, if you're in sales, you don't need to be that way. I'll tell you up, up front. If you're, if you're in sales or if you're in recruiting, you generally want to accept generally everybody. You know, there, there are certain um, people from maybe different regions of the world where I am just never, ever going to do business, and they're non-English-speaking countries. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't need to accept your, your request. But, you know, my philosophy that served me well um, since 2006 or whenever I got on uh, was to accept the connection request of people that I don't know, you know, unless they're non-English-speaking countries or whatever, because you don't know who they know. Um, they might be a massage therapist, and I don't really service massage therapist, but you know, his or her husband could be the CEO of a large company, and I don't know, and, and you don't know. So our general rule is is to accept. Uh, it takes just a couple of seconds to disconnect from somebody. So mm-hmm. if you ever regret that decision and you want to disconnect, it takes about two seconds. So um, so if you don't know Jack, uh, we generally recommend to connect just because you don't know what doors um, lie open with that person. Yeah, and it's interesting too how it comes across. And you know, one of my questions for you is, is how do you ask someone to connect with you? Mm-hmm. Because that's gonna also help you get accepted or not, right? Sure, yeah, you never wanna use the default message. Um, and one of, the, one of the lazy man's ways of um, uh, doing invites is to do like a, a mass upload and then do a mass invite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you do that, you are saving yourself a lot of time. And if they know you, that's fine. You know, if I got an invite from you and it was the default message, you know, I, I would still accept. But um, you want to take the time and do an individual invitation because you want to change that default message. You know, at least put hello, <laughs> just at the bare minimum. Yeah. You know, put it in front of the default message at least. But uh, you know, how do I know you? Are are we in the same group together? Um, it doesn't have to be long. It could just be a sentence. But uh, change that default message. And you can ask too many people, right? I think when we first started the show. Uh, three and a half years ago, I invited a lot of people, and I think LinkedIn contacted me and says, you know, well, you're getting a little <laughs> spammy here. Well, I was inviting anybody in commercial real estate industry, and mm-hmm. they, they thought I was getting a little spammy, so I cut that out and just started inviting people that I, I, I knew better. Yep. Yeah, they will um, They will put a pause on your account for mm-hmm. inviting people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I've seen that before too, where, mm -hmm. and, and someone had, um, I think they had uploaded a file and sent a whole bunch of invites at once. And then all of a sudden they couldn't invite anymore. And um, they had to go through LinkedIn's little process of, okay, I promise I won't do it again. Mm -hmm. They LinkedIn kind of slaps your hand and says, don't do that again. And then, uh, then they turn it back on for you. Okay, so, so who should people ask to connect with them? So I ask, um, and for our clients, it's uh, colleagues. Um, well, actually, no, it really depends on what your goal is. Mm -hmm. If your goal is to grow your business and mm -hmm. to find more prospects mm -hmm. and it's more sales oriented, then you want to you wanna invite people who would be um, possible prospects for your business or maybe potential partners for your business. Uh, I'm a big believer in joint venture partnerships and, and I seek out and find joint venture partnership relationships through LinkedIn and I send them an invite and that's part of the message I put in there too is I just want to see, hey, is there a way we might be able to do some business together? Let's have a phone conversation. Yeah. So prospects would be one, joint venture partnership possibilities would be another. Um, colleagues that maybe um, would be helpful for you, good door openers would be good for you. Okay. So. And what does the open link icon mean? I'm an open link person. What does that mean to our listeners? It means you're an open person. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, basically means that um, you're, you're open to the invitations because um, some people... I'm more receptive. Yeah, more receptive. Yeah. Um, because it is, if you get too many people who say, I don't know you, and, and too many people that um, won't uh, accept your request, LinkedIn flags you. Mm -hmm and says, you know what, I think you're inviting too many. So there's people who will say, you know what, I really just want to start to connect with some people that are open networkers like yeah. you. Yeah, well, that's great. And, you know, I'm open to all my show listeners connecting on LinkedIn. So uh, Good. you're send invited. Michael, send Michael a request. All right, quick break. More LinkedIn Mastery for Business Leaders in just a moment. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show, where we always like to have fun. We have some great shows coming up for you including next week, Sustainability for Health and Profit. You don't want to miss that one. Uh, don't miss any show of special value to you. Sign up for a once-a-week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today our subject is LinkedIn Mastery for Business Leaders. Stephen Jones is in Studio One here with us from LinkedIn Site. And in this segment, we're going to talk about building your own community. And what we mean by that is, is really starting your own group. So mm -hmm. in LinkedIn, so who should consider starting their own group? Uh, anyone who wants to attract an audience. Um, I have three different groups on LinkedIn. Um, I'm trying to attract an audience in the Atlanta area. So I have an Atlanta area group. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to attract an audience on the West Coast because I'm also in Seattle. Uh, and then I'm trying to attract an audience that are business owners interested in social media tips. Mm -hmm. So because that's who I'm looking to attract, those are the communities that I've created to start and build those. I mean, that's it's a very powerful tool on LinkedIn that a lot of people overlook is community building. You want to have an audience of people that you can communicate to and that have voluntarily joined your group. 
and you're contr- creating it and you're controlling it, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're if you're the group owner, you can message all the members. Uh, you can kick people out. <laughs> you can, um, you know, send them a message and say, hey, you know, as the group owner, I would like to blah, 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 maybe meet with you by, you know, in person or coffee or whatever. So uh, we, our, our, uh, our groups and one of the strategies we recommend is build an audience of your prospects. Mm-hmm. So, because if you're the group owner and you reach out to a prospect that's a member, you know, and say, you know what, as the group owner, I would like to meet with you for coffee or whatever. That's, that's a great little intro. Okay, so I've decided that uh, it'd be good for me to start a group. Okay. So what do I do next? <laughs> you hire us. Hire you. <laughs> um, number one is determining the strategy for who the audience needs to be. Uh, second thing is determine the name. The name is really critical. Uh, a lot of people will create the group name around their company name, mm-hmm. and we don't recommend that. You don't want your company name to be the group name. It needs to be who you're trying to attract. So, um, like for instance, you know, we're we're looking to attract social media people that are interested in social media that are business leaders. Uh, see if I can remember our group name. I think our, our group name is Social Media Mastery for Business Leaders. We have about ten thousand five hundred people in that group. Wow. Yeah, it's a big group. Um, so there are people that are interested in social media. They want to master it. They're business leaders. We kind of rolled it out right into the name. <laughs> And uh, so you want your name to reflect who you're trying to uh, to attract. But uh, then there's things like, um, you know, you want to change the template message. There's a default message for, a, you know, the request to join. There's a default message for a welcome. Uh, there's, um, you know, there's things like determining if outside members of the group can post or not post in your group. You know, all these little um, buttons that you got to push and levers to pull on, on when you're setting up the group. And it's all under the settings and things like that. We could do an hour call <laughs> just on that. But um, you want to spend some time. You don't want to just do it in five minutes and leave. You want right. to spend some time setting that thing up. And then you have to monitor that group and work yep. that group, right? And you have to grow that group. So how might someone grow their group? Uh, a couple of different ways. Um, make sure that you you know, capture the link of the group. There's a couple of different ways where you can find the link for your group. But uh, put the group link and the group name everywhere. Put it um, in the bottom of your email. Put it on your website. It's on my windshield. Is that good? It's on your windshield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm kidding. <laughs> you can hire a, out, a sky rider right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to ride it across the, the downtown skyline. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, put it on your business card. Um, you can send invitations, and we do that uh, for our clients too, is you can send invitations to your network to join your group. Um, and one of the beauty things about that with LinkedIn is once anyone does join your group, it shows up in their feed that you that they joined your group. So that's promoting your group. Um, when I join your group, LinkedIn lets my network know that I joined your group. Right, and if I'm going to look at someone's profile, I can see the groups that are in there as well, right? Sure, yep, absolutely. Yeah, so that's going to promote the group. Yep. Well, what are some mistakes to avoid with operating and running your own group? Um, the biggest mistake would be letting it just sit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have so many uh, people that have come to us where they've started a group, and sometimes we have to change the name, we have to kick members out, we have to do all this kind of stuff, but... Um, they've just let it go. It's like having a piece of property and you just let it go and the weeds get high and the, and the, and the timbers start to fall off the foundation and uh, it just rots. <laughs> it works against you. It works against you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
So a mistake would be, you know, leaving it alone and not doing anything. Uh, another mistake would be, uh, as I mentioned earlier, leaving the, the defaults. You want to change those defaults. Um, you know, make sure that you've got photos and things like that in there that are set up to make the group look professional. Okay. And should you have the group set up where it's an open group or not? What's that about? Uh, you could go a couple of different ways there because it depends mm-hmm. on your purpose of the group. An open group means that oh, yeah. anyone can join or you have to be approved to join, yep, right? Exactly. Okay. So open group means anybody and their brother can join the group. Mm-hmm. It's just an open door. Uh, the other option is a request to join is what LinkedIn calls mm-hmm. it. And uh, we, we generally lean towards the direction of a request to join because, um, and I know you have a group, mm-hmm. the Commercial Real Estate Group. Mm-hmm. It, that's the name of it, right? Commercial Real Estate Show. Commercial Real Estate Show. Yeah. And, um, you know, if I'm, if I sell flowers and I live in Pakistan, mm-hmm. you know, I might not be a good member for your group. Right. So it's, it's ideal to have it be a request to join, but then you got to monitor that because someone's going to need to monitor that and say, okay, yeah, you can get in. No, you can't get in. But, um, it's, um, uh, couple different options there but request to join is usually what we recommend when we have listeners all over the world but i don't know if we have them that sell flowers so that's a good point (laughs) for more linkedin mastery for business in just a moment i'm michael bull this is the commercial real estate show we'll be right back does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry the commercial real estate show is an excellent way to reach your target audience For advertising options, visit CommercialRealEstateShow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Do you have any commercial real estate-related questions? Well, each business day, I answer a question on video. We post it to a Twitter account, Ask Michael Bull, and the YouTube channel, Commercial Real Estate Show. Be sure and check it out. Our show today is called LinkedIn Mastery for Business Leaders. We have Stephen Jones here with us. And our segment is called, What is an Optimized Profile? And of course, optimized profile is just that. We're just looking at my profile. Mm-hmm. You can look at your the gauge on your profile to see where you stand. And we're glad to say I'm an all-star. Right? <laughs> You're an all-star. It could have said loser, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so That's could, the bottom 10% is loser. Right, so you can <laughs> see where you stand. So uh, what are some things that you can do to, to improve your profile and really improve it? And, and if you will, start with what's new that okay. you can do with your profile. Uh, one of the newer things, um, uh, maybe a few months ago or so that came out, is you could add links, and they could be video links, they can be um, PDFs, it could be PowerPoints, uh, it could be even Word docs that you can load to your profile. So under your summary section, there'll be a little square looking icon, and you can click that, and it will say, well, what do you want to upload? Is it a file or is it a link? And it will even give you, a, it'll even capture a little image for you. So if I'm scrolling through your summary, I can see a video. I can see a PDF. And um, if you scroll a little bit further down, your experiences um, is the next section. And again, they give you an opportunity to upload things based around your current position. You can upload files on older positions. So it's really kind of interesting that you can not just have text, but especially video. Yeah, so they could load a video of the, this segment. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'll have that on mine in the future. There you go, that's a good of idea. This one. Well, what are some mistakes to avoid with your profile? 
Uh, how long is the show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the headline is one of the biggest areas that um, we look at changing first. Mm -hmm. Your headline is where a lot of people will put their title. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the CMO for this company, and that's my headline. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're in sales, you want to make sure, or even just as a business professional, you want to make sure that that headline is more descriptive. So be thinking, what is my target going to be searching for on LinkedIn? If they're going to be... Um, like like for me, we do LinkedIn solutions and LinkedIn services. So um, we would have, you know, LinkedIn something or LinkedIn tips or LinkedIn strategy or whatever in that headline. And you can also say I'm also the owner of the company. Um, but um, that's one of the big things is to change that headline and have it be more descriptive of who your audience would be searching for. Okay. Well, tell me the difference between recommendations and endorsements. Good question. Um, last year, I believe it was, uh, LinkedIn came out with endorsements. I can endorse you um, for a litany of different skills. Um, so one of the things you want to do to be proactive with that is list skills on your profile that you want people to endorse you for. So that's one of the proactive things you can do um, is go to your own profile and say, you know what, I want to be found and endorsed for this, so I'm going to add this skill. Um, so that's an endorsement. I can endorse you for broadcasting I can endorse you for marketing whatever you've got but that's not as good as recommendation no, not as good a recommendation recommendation actually takes time yeah. uh, that's what you want to get more of you want to get people to write something out say uh, Michael Bull is great at this he's excellent at that I was on his show very helpful with this so you want to make sure that you seek out and try to get minimum of at least 10 recommendations it's it looks really bad on your profile if you have couple hundred few hundred people and one or two recommendations well i need some recommendations listeners so <laughs> there you go please send them i don't think i have 10 so help me out there well steven thanks for joining us today we appreciate you being here absolutely thank you very much for your time if you like more information from steven his site is linkedin site that's s-i-t-e dot com there's some great information there some more tips on things that like we've talked about today we'll I have a question for you as a listener can you join us next week well, I hope so. We'll have another great show. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Michael Bull. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Atlanta Office Liquidators, new and used furniture liquidators, France Media, publications and conferences, and Bull Realty Commercial Brokerage, a great place to do business. For more information on these companies or to access additional podcasts, videos, or blogs, visit commercialrealestateshow.com.